Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 117. 100. Josh, why does that sound so familiar? 117. It's Master Chief's that? number. Yeah. Master Spartan Chief. 117. Master. Good old Master Chief. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden. Joining me today is the beautiful British boy, Chris Penwell. What is up, Chris? Hello. Hi there. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of out of it. I'm, I'll, I'll get back into it as uh, soon as I can. But right now, I'm holding on to a pillow. <laughs> oh, God. It's one of, those, one of those days. One of those days. Uh, I'm not in the greatest shape either. Uh, I spent the majority of the day working on house stuff because we're in the process of moving um, right now. And so that's a big hassle. So There's I'm a house for sale in my neighborhood. Are you moving into that one? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's going to be great. <laughs> We're going to be neighbors. Cool. Um, the lovely voice you just heard, of course, is Josh Nichols. Hello, Josh. Hello. How are things? I'm, I'm getting better at Warzone, so things are good. Like, I'm making smarter decisions. I used to do silly stuff, like check the map while I'm just standing in the middle mm -hmm. of nowhere, and then I'm like, no, now I don't do that. Now I, I you know, I'm so, getting better. <laughs> we'll, t we'll talk about it when we talk about what we've been playing, but we all three played together, and it was... Overall, it was a fun time at the end of it. At, in hindsight, it was a fun time. Um, it's, just, I, it's just that I play that game pretty much every day, and you guys don't play at all. And now, now I do. That, now it's, I do. Obvious, yeah. it's obvious, yeah. Because I haven't played and, that for and, months, and I was absolutely god-awful. And, and so if you do play Warzone, you know how complicated it is and how intricate and everything. And so like, if you just casually, like every couple months, jump in, you're no. gonna, it's, like, you can't. You can't do that, really. Like, <laughs> no. it's just too complicated. And so imagine both of you noobs, no offense, I don't mean that offensively. No offense just, you don't play. And, and me who plays it like every day, it's just, a, it's a very different uh Chris and I were laughing so. because something went really bad and we both died. And you were like, guys, I can't. Shut up. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I, well, there was, there were like three people around me and I couldn't hear them. And, and, Chris, and I, I don't even know what you guys were laughing up about, about, but fortunately I killed the guy. I don't know how I did that, by the way. And the, I really uh, don't know how I did that. And somehow uh, I drove us into a, a ravine and we just yeah, we got fell, stuck off fell into power a big style. hole. Oh, yeah, we did. God. I don't know. I've never seen that. That must be new with the yeah. new map. Anyway, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later on. Um, so this is Active Quest. This is episode 117. We're going to talk about some video, and I can't stress this enough, games. Some video games. Mm. Um, and yeah, so we want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, remember, you can always find us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow, via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find our podcast pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. And remember to share the show. really helps us out uh rate us on itunes all that all that good stuff it really does help us out helps get the word out there so we thank you know, we want to thank you for doing that uh so yeah let's talk about some stuff here um a couple game release date announcements that we'll get into um and let me just look here through oh uh this playstation plus video pass that was leaked and then we and then it actually was confirmed so we'll talk about that uh, I think the biggest story of the week is that Sony has reversed its plans to close the PS3 and PS Vita <laughs> digital storefronts after the backlash they received from that. So we'll discuss that. And then Knights of the Old Republic remake is apparently in, develop in development by Asper Media, um, which of course is the developer of 
couple of the more recent mm-hmm. like Star Wars remasters. Episode one remaster and Republic Commando, yeah. I think I yeah. recently reported as well that seventy million dollars was invested in that project, so I don't know. Could, mm. be, could be really good. We'll be talking about that later. Yeah. Um, and then we've got some listener questions. Uh, we'll, of course, talk about what we've been playing. I've only been playing Warzone because I've just been, like, every, pretty much my entire work-related uh, projects are all related to Warzone right now. So that's all I've been doing. Um, Chris, you've been playing. All right, here we go. You've been playing. <laughs> all right, let me uh, <laughs> let me gear up for this one. Atelier Fearis, The Alchemist and the Mysterious Journey DX. Okay, other than the first two words, the rest of those words are words that I've heard before. Yeah. So that's good. That's better than normal. <laughs> um, don't know what that is, but I'm sure you'll tell us about it. Uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Man, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard of that in, God, probably a decade. Yeah. That was a, that was a Came a out a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. That is a throwback. Um, and then, Josh, you've been playing Rainbow Six Siege and Warzone as well. Um, so, cool. Those are some good video games. What is this Tasso Machi Behind the Twilight? Never even heard of that. Don't know what that is. It's a platform. Tasso Machi. Yeah. And, and, and Tasso Machi is in all caps. Is that, is that how it's spelled out normally? Yeah. Josh? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's how I saw it in all the, all, the, all the press stuff for it. So, yeah, I think that's how it's supposed to be. Spelled. beautiful yeah it is a so it is a platformer game but yeah we'll talk about it this is this is weeb quest this week <laughs> weeb quest <laughs> oh goodness so uh yeah right now it's a little bit uh slower in terms of like games and stuff but you know uh i think next week pokemon snaps coming out uh yeah. after that uh resident evil. obviously Re- resident evil so we'll have plenty to play um we didn't get a copy of near no, uh, whatever. I'm kind of disappointed, but I'll yeah, get a copy okay. and hopefully I'll yeah, be able to yeah. talk about it later. Um, I, so I played. I'm it comes I played to game the pass, original Automata yeah. on Game Pass. Uh, I played the original Near, and I thought it was really interesting back in the day. But I feel like Automata is just so different. Uh, they they've they share they've done a lot to the original game to make it feel closer to Automata. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, like better okay. graphics, a new combat system, that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> hopefully I'll be able to talk about that later. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so a couple just quick uh, stories here. Um, oh, you know what? We're just going to skip right to, to game announcements, actually. Um, or release dates, whatever. Um, Tales of Arise got a release date yeah. for September 10th. Long away. That'll be out. Yeah, really. That'll be out on PS4, uh, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and PC. Looks way more impressive than I thought it would be. Like, it actually looks awesome. And it's for the orchestrated as well from the guy who brought you the Dark Souls soundtrack. So, Matoy Sakuriba. So, oh. Yeah. Oh, I I do like the sounds of Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not not the sounds of me dying, but the music. I think there's going to be less dying in this one. Probably, yeah. Um, another game that people are very excited about uh, is the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. So this uh, is coming to the West. It was previously released, um, I believe, for 3DS yeah. in Japan. And it is now coming to Switch and PS4. Uh, let me get the date here. I think it's July something. July 27th. So um, for those who are unaware of this, I'll just sort of uh, explain a little bit. Um, this is sort of a prequel to the Phoenix Wright series. Um, takes place like a hundred years, uh, 
prior to the events of the of the Phoenix Wright trilogy in like Victorian England. And my favorite thing about this <laughs> is that there's a <laughs> hold on, let me <laughs> Yeah, Chris, I think you know what I'm talking yep. about here. Yeah. There's a character Oh, it's not in this. Oh yes, yes it is. Here we go. There's a character named Herlock Sholmes. <laughs> Herlock Sholmes. I... And and Chris, I wanted you to explain this to me because yes. I thought I was, I'm a little confused, and I'm sure you you know what I'm gonna ask. I thought Sherlock Holmes was royalty free, but I, but evidently not. You, it's very complicated. So the the family trust behind um those books, um they're very specific as to how you you use the Sherlock Holmes character. I believe the I original release had Sherlock actually in it. But there was a bit of uh, an issue with it because Sherlock, the, uh, like uh, it's it's complicated. It has to go into like Sherlock doesn't have, like, he can't have a personality. He has to be very dry. He has to be uh... Uh, unless there's specific permission given to, uh, given from the family trust, right? Because My... in in the in the com- in the books that are actually royalty free. It's a different depiction of the character. I see. Yeah, Josh. Oh, I was gonna say my favorite story that happened with uh, family trust and estates is that uh, the uh, widow of Doctor Seuss watched the Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers and then said, "No more live action movies." <laughs> I like that film. <laughs> she said, "No more." No. I like that film. Uh, uh... Dirty Ho. All right. Yeah, Dirty Ho. Yeah. Universal um, Studios. <laughs> Kitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really like these games, the the um, Ace Attorney games. I'm really bad at them, but I think they're really like well written and funny. So mm. I will definitely be getting that. So this is a compilation of the first two, um, yeah. the, the the first two uh, great Ace Attorney with with a different character. This character's name is uh, where is this person's name? I'm looking for it here. Oh, here we go. Re Ryunosuke Naruhodo. Yeah. Ryunosuke Naruhodo. Um and so it bundles uh the great ace attorney and the sequel to that. So that, that will be out later this summer. That's yeah. Really cool. Um all right, let's move on here. Um there was a story here that popped up earlier in the week and basically it was like a leak for this thing or not a leak but it, it appeared on the PlayStation website early, I guess, it, it, inadvertently. And um, it, it, it was about this thing called PlayStation Plus Video Pass. And everybody was like, what is this? Like, is this going to be like, a, I don't know, like some sort of Netflix thing that's tied to PlayStation Plus? I don't know. So then the next day, or maybe a couple days later, um, a rep from Sony actually did an interview with this Polish site called Spiders, <laughs> uh, or Spider, Spiders Web. Um, and... He, he just sort of explained what was going on with that. So yeah, uh, PlayStation Plus Video Pass is a real thing. However, uh, it, it is currently in its testing form right now in Poland only. And here's a quote. This is via Google Translate, by the way. Just letting you guys know this. Um, uh, via Sony, this is Nick McGuire, Vice President uh, Global Services of SIE. So he told the publication, quote, Together with Sony Pictures Entertainment, we are launching a 12-month test benefit for the PS Plus service available in 
Poland called PlayStation Plus Video Pass. This is a streaming application that PS Plus owners can download to PS4 and PS5 consoles from the PS Store, gaining access to high-quality video production all as part of the existing PS Plus program. And there were a couple films they had here that they were sort of like um, advertising alongside. So Venom, Zombieland, Double Tap, Vin Diesel, Bloodshot. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and there's a bunch of movies and shows and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's in testing form right now, Poland only. And basically, depending on how well it does in Poland, it is possible for this to come to other markets. I'm confused. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because, because aren't they closing down the video portion of the store? They're not renting yeah, uh, and selling movies anymore, but they're probably putting Sony-produced movies on this service. Okay, yeah, but so, you can still buy so, videos from there. No, no, no. No, no this no, is going to be so, like, since you have PlayStation Plus, you can watch, you know, Spider-Man and Vin Diesel's Bloodshot. Yeah, so so they're, you're not... Basically, they're getting rid of the ability to either buy or rent movies and shows. And so if this picks up, you'll be able to stream stuff, basically. Okay. So, uh, so, so the, the inability to buy or rent, that goes through, I think, end of August of this year. Um, and so I think Sony might be, like, banking on uh, being able to, like, stream stuff. But, like, you won't be able to actually, like, download or, or anything like that. It's, you, it's just going to be streaming. Do you think this is kind of an entry point of them going, like, okay, we're trying to build our own Netflix, but we have to do it from the ground up, and then, because PlayStation is Sony's biggest asset, are they going to use that name to start this new video streaming thing? I would have thought that, yeah. but then they're doing the Netflix deal with yeah, true. shows, so I don't, I don't know what they're yeah. doing. They're yeah, doing what I call strange. 2014 Microsoft stuff right now. Mm. Yeah, this is, this well, is very bizarre. They've really I... flipped positions, haven't they? It's yeah. insane. Yep. This is, I mean, it's how it goes. This isn't, this isn't bad by any means i don't think this is like it just seems or, to feel like they don't know what they're bad it feels it's just like weird yeah. yeah yeah it just it just seems a little weird um yeah i i mean there are i think it's a cool thing though like a couple days yeah. before this got announced i tweeted that xbox should you know add gaming related movies to game pass like if you could watch indie game the movie or silent hill like that'd it's, be cool it's interesting though because like these movies here like, here, I'll read some of them here. Blood, uh, yeah, uh, Charlie's Angels, Venom, The Equalizer 2, Baby Driver, uh, Blade Runner. I mean, like, these are all, like, fine movies. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of selection they're going to have. It's, it's Well, those movies right really there un- are all from Sony. Like, those yeah. are movies that Sony yeah. made. Yeah, so. Why not utilize yeah. that, you know? That, yeah. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. It's just weird. It, at this point, though, I, th- I just think it's a little too early to, to yeah. uh, tell, especially since, like, a lot of times things change from market to market. Like what they have in Poland might not like say it does well and it does come to the West uh, or to uh, the U S um, it may be a little bit different anyway. Yeah. So who knows? But, but the point is, is existing PS plus members, I guess, gain access to this. Yeah. So. It's definitely interesting that what if we have like 30 or 40 movies available on that service, mm-hmm. just because Sony mm-hmm. owns those movies and doesn't have to pay anything for it. <laughs> To and it's, that. it's right. smart like you, you you're using your playstation you're done playing games but you don't you're not going to bed yet oh cool i'll watch zombie land or whatever you know why not Spider-Man three yeah let's go <laughs> god yeah so um yeah we wanted to just let everybody know about that 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 is in its testing phase now um other than that uh that's pretty much it for the quick stuff so 
if you both are ready. Chris, you're doing a little dance. Is that the I, news I'm dance? Doing, I'm doing the Peter Parker dance. From <laughs> oh, the Peter Parker. Oh, my God. I, I try to block that out of my head. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I've got to say, those the, the, the Tobey Maguire Spider movie, Spider-Man movies I don't think are very good at all. Like I know people like the I second one. I think the second one, one's still but still pretty good. The second one, I, I don't think. Thing, but... I don't think any of them are good. But what that's I mostly because of Elton John, though, with his robot arms. Elton, Elton John with his robot arms. <laughs> yeah. God. Um. What I but what I Jesus Christ. But what I will say is that the memes that have come out of those movies are far better than the movie. Yeah. Like I like the, the movies at all. The one where the Joker and Spider Man are dancing together. Like <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Um. The <laughs> <laughs> the the one i've really really fallen in love with is the give me rent memes um i don't know if you guys have seen that the the landlord yeah. give me rent and then and then it's but there's just like so many different versions of it oh my god anyhow that's not related to video games at all so <laughs> you said something very very controversial so uh what's your back i guess what did i say oh that i don't like those movies yeah no, was, over oh, here in America, we think those movies are all stupid. I, of, I don't like those mostly, movies. Yeah. I think. Just spin it out there. But we like them because I they're bad. They're like, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think they're very good. Anyway, <laughs> um, if you both are ready, why don't we jump into some news? Uh, I'm ready for news. <laughs> Pizza time, baby. <laughs> you know, Pizza just, time. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Let's get into some news. All right. So this was a, the, the big story of the week. Um, I just pulled my story here from Digital Trends just because I had it like available quickly. But you guys can read the the post on the PlayStation blog here. Um, uh, but basically, uh, Sony is reversing plans to close PS3 and PS Vita digital storefronts following fan feedback. I'm actually not gonna use my article here because the the blog post itself is so brief. Um, I'm just gonna read the whole thing here. So this is Jim Ryan via the PlayStation blog jim ryan of course president and ceo of sie quote recently we notified players that the playstation store for ps3 and ps vita devices uh, was planned to end this summer upon further reflection however it's clear that we made the wrong decision here so today i'm happy to say that we will be keeping the playstation store operational for ps3 and ps vita devices psp commerce functionality will retire on july 2nd 2021 as planned when we initially uh, came to the decision to end purchasing support for PS3 and PS Vita, it was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more on our resources, uh, focus more of our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. We see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the, for the foreseeable future. So I'm glad we were able to find a solution to continue operation. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> um, thank you for your feedback, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, um, obviously when this was announced, everybody, well, most people were, you know, happy about it. But um, some people I saw were, were sort of of the mind of like, well, yeah, but this like almost happened, <laughs> right? Which is like still bad. Um, and I, I think ultimately, yeah, it's good. And it shows that Sony is still kind of listening to people. Uh, but yeah, I, I am kind of of the mind that, yeah, this almost happened. Um, and we've talked about this at length. Obviously, the story has been developing over the past couple of weeks. 
Um, Chris, you look very pensive about yeah. this topic. Uh, what do you think of the reversal here? What do you think of what this means for the overall uh, industry, I guess? What, what, what are your thoughts on this? I honestly think there should be a way for all these servers to stay online either through government intervention which lets people actually own their games after buying them and having them available to them as long as they can you know um up to 50 mm. years or something like that like i think that'd be fair um personally for me like for game preservation sake um and like ownership uh, yeah but yeah like it's great that they reverse the decision um, it was a dumbass decision to uh, to begin with, and I'm looking forward to right. seeing that resignation letter from uh, uh, Jim Ryan on the PlayStation blog. But um, he he's not that. I don't know why you keep saying that. He's not going to resign. I I, I, I really want to see it. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 just excited to see all these games still up there. There's like thousands upon thousands of stuff that are on that store that would go away just like that. Um, right. In, in you know if if it's taken down, uh yeah, but it's it's great news. I hope um these companies value um preservation and that their stuff be available to download for many years to come, including yeah. Xbox, including Nintendo, but Nintendo I, closed so down the Wii, Wii store. So yeah. right, so I don't think Sony values the no. preservation. They value no, money. I don't. <laughs> they value. And and I think the money portion is is really important here because okay when you read this quote here um, it was born out of a number of factors including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more of our resources on newer devices blah 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 so basically what they're saying here is that it costs money to support these uh, legacy uh, storefronts and resources which again is money um, this is a money problem really but. At the end of the day, I think Sony is like I don't know if the the PS3 stores and, and Vita stores were like losing them money. They probably weren't losing, no, uh, costing them anything. But the profits were un, uh, were low enough to like you know not justify it. Mm. I think Sony is a big enough company where they can like they can eat a little bit and be totally fine from I, an optical point of view. I, I like I said, I honestly think gov the government should step in and let people own their games. You know, the license it say, they say it's a license, but you're purchasing that product. Like you should be able yeah. to access it. Just like Europe yeah. is very strict on that, I, I think the states. Well, they weren't the going to remove it. The ability to re-download stuff, though, they were just making it so you couldn't buy right. it if you didn't right. already own it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I don't think it's a matter of like ownership. That's a discussion that's worth having. But th this isn't really like an ownership problem. Right. It's the ability to access these things after the fact. Yeah. Um, Josh, I haven't heard from you, so so, and I'm sure you have a lot to say, Josh. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm sorry that Jim Ryan, your guys, is Don Matic, I guess. Yep. You know, he was like, you know, the oh, we have a 360 for you if you don't have internet. Remember, yeah. So yeah. I, that's how I feel about Jim Ryan. I think he's got good ideas with some stuff, but I don't like his decisions so far. Um, I think the big takeaway with this is this is still going to happen. It just isn't happening now. Like they'll they'll do, right. It's it's not permanent. Um, so the problem's still there. It's like in Future on when they use the giant ball of trash to get rid of the giant ball of trash, and then you know it'll come back later. <laughs> that's that's what's happening. Um, it's just it's really concerning for me. Um, I I just it's it's really it's it's so fucking weird. It really is. Like I can I well I have Apple 
phones, so I, I can't yet. But well, with with XCloud and stuff, like I could I could play GTA Five and Morrowind right now. I'm like that's I'm like I throw a cloud server. Like that's so cool. And like Microsoft's adding games. Like you know, a couple of years ago they were like, hey, do you want to download Morrowind? That game hasn't been available, you know, quote unquote new in years, but you can download it. I don't understand yeah. why Sony is making these decisions. I'm glad they reversed it, but I still think it's a problem that's going to happen later. And and I, I saw a whole bunch of people like, well, you know, Nintendo's doing this too. Yeah, I'm pissed at Nintendo when they do this too. Like, this isn't just a Sony problem, but I'm going to complain right. when it when it happens either way. Um, it's it's just really um, I don't know. It can't be that expensive. It really can't. Like the amount of money Sony has. Like they've got PlayStation. They've got uh electronics they've got movie studios like i don't know i don't know i don't know how much it actually costs i'm just saying i highly doubt that it's like you know something that they can't afford i think it was a cost-cutting measure like when um yeah GameStop's profits go down they just close 300 stores and fire a bunch of people that's not what's hurting them but they're just like quick let's save some money fast um mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah I I so, also think this is a way for them to save themselves with the developers because they like as you reported, Joseph, this hurt quite a few devs who are making beta games, right? And yeah. um, I, I think like Microsoft and Nintendo are doing better with indies, like with promotion, with um, how they're being supported on the platform, you know? Um, right. So I think PlayStation, yeah. that this is a way for them to say, oh, okay, okay, please don't be angry. <laughs> yeah, there's a, so like, I used to run my own business, and so I have a kind of a little bit of an idea of all of this mindset. There are more things to running a business than, than just your profit. Um, like, ultimately, yes, that's what you want, but you can't just be, like, tunnel-visioned with the profit yeah. because that's going to—I mean, yeah, maybe that'll help you, and, and you may not be in a terrible, terrible position, but— when you focus like on other things outside of that as well, it'll it'll only help your profit, right? Yeah. If 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 done correctly, yeah. Yeah. So, with each, so, it takes two. They let them have all right. the profits, even though they it, publicize the game. Right. Exactly. So so like in this case, yeah. Just just do the do the right thing. Like I don't know, man. It's just it it's so obvious to us and I. And you know we're, we don't own these companies, so it's kind of hard to to say completely and and, and have a a valid opinion completely. But from the outside looking in, it just looks bad optically, yeah. right? That's for all me. It is. The solution is really simple. They either need to keep selling these games or say, hey, we're not going to sell these games anymore, but we've invested some money in um you know Internet Archive or like another website that's for for preservation, and then they're going to host these games, and we're we're just not going to sell them anymore. Like pick one. Either sell them forever or support emulation. Right. Like, either one. I don't care yeah. which, but, you know, these games got to be available. There's so many fucking cool PlayStation 1 games. <laughs> like, seriously, so... there's dozens of cool PlayStation 1 games. I find so it many so funny games. because the PlayStation Classic had emulation uh, from right. a third party <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. from the internet as well. So, yeah. They, yeah. they know exactly what they're using, what, what, what oh, people yeah. are using out there. Um, but nonetheless, I think this is the best case scenario after the announcement that they were going to close these stores. I'm glad they they turned it around. So I think 
it it it's this is the best thing that 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 I think could have happened. I think they should reimburse cool. people that bought stuff in the last two weeks, like not all the way, oh, but fuck maybe, that. maybe maybe partially. Oh, man, because <laughs> a whole bunch of people like spend a shitload of money really fast because the games oh, are gonna be gone. Give them a fifty <laughs> yeah. percent credit, you know, like like oh, what they God. spent. Like geez. I th- I think it uh, actually influenced their decision to keep it. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, yeah. I just I I wonder I'm. I'm I'm so curious. I wonder if, like, I wonder how much digital sales surged after that, <laughs> and I wonder how much physical sales surged as well. I mean, there's no, there's not really a way. A what way I really think might have happened. I don't think we're ever gonna have the full story, probably. But what I think, unless Jason Shire, like, you know, gets gets somebody in a room and gets to talk to them, but what I think probably happened is this was from a, this was probably a decision that was above PlayStation, like, like Sony, you know. Mm. And then the feedback came through and the purchases came through and then PlayStation got to go, hey, you know, Sony, look, like this is actually right. not worth it. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, yeah, let's move on here. Uh, we've got one more story. Uh, this is speaking of Jason Schreier, actually. Uh, Jason Schreier pretty much uh, confirmed or I mean, it's weird to say he confirmed because he's not involved. Space Monks. He yeah um he alluded to the fact that uh knights of the old republic remake is in development via asper media so uh, jason schreier was on the minmax show and they there isn't really a great quote because it (laughs) there wasn't like a, a a quote of him saying yes this is in development but basically um what's the host of 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 minmax show ben hansen ben yeah thank you um was like, hey, is there something going on there? Is there any validity to that? And Jason Schreier was basically like, yes. That's, that's pretty much the quote, yes. <laughs> um, but, and so, like, he's obviously very reputable, so that that is worth something. But also, on top of that, Eurogamer corroborated this separately. So, um, sort of uh, encompassing all of this, I've got a story from VGC. This is Andy Robinson. Knights of the Old Republic remake is in development at Asper Media. Texas-based studio has recently remastered many other Star Wars games. So, um, here, let me start this article here. Okay, a Knights of the Old Republic uh, remake is currently in development at Asper Media, the developer behind several recent Star Wars remasters. That's according to Bloomberg journalist Jason Schreier speaking on the MinMax show, corroborated by a separate report from Eurogamer. Asper is behind the recent re-releases of Star Wars, Jedi Knight 2, Republic Commando, and Episode 1 Racer. Uh, it's even ported Knights of the Old Republic to iOS in the past, along with another Bioware title, Jade Empire. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, Asper was acquired by Embracer Group uh, to work under Saber Interactive, the studio which is itself known for remakes, uh, for remakes and remasters, including Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary and The Witcher 3's upcoming next-gen version. As well, this is me saying this, as well as The Witcher 3 on Nintendo Switch. Um, here, let's continue. Schreier previously confirmed that a KOTOR re- a game was in development uh, somewhere outside of EA and original developer Bioware, but in Tuesday's video, he confirmed it was de- in development at Asper. I called it. Um, ba- 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 ba. The other thing I wanted to mention with this, I don't know if this is true. God, I really want to find... Here, I, I, I really want to find this because this is... Yeah, I, I swear I called this like a few months ago. I don't know, like Aspire Media making a new character. Did you say Aspire? I, I, I think I did, because like I knew of their history of the Star Wars games. 
but yeah, I, remember I might saying something. Yeah, I might be wrong. I might be wrong because I remember there was a report of like someone saying, "Oh, a Kotal Kotal remake is being made, but it's from a different developer that that you'd expect." And that's what that's the person I called out. That's that's the team I called yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's what I wanted to say. Okay, so this is from Segment Next. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake will apparently remove turn-based combat. According to YouTuber Mr. Maddie Plays from earlier today, the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake will not be a carbon copy of the original. Mm. Um, KOTOR remake will reportedly remove or move away from the real-time turn-based combat system. I, that I don't know, man. That's like I don't know. That just like doesn't seem like it's even the same game at that point. But but Final Fantasy Seven remakes is otherwise though. Well, that one's like a hybrid, right? Yeah, I mean that's a fair point. Like it, it could still work. Yeah, it could still be whatever. I don't know. This game, you know what's funny? I've never played this game, by the way. So feel free to throw rocks and stones at me for that. (laughs) Um, I've never played this game. I, I, I was doing some sort of like, I don't know roundup or or list or something uh and this was on it and i was watching some footage are you throwing is that you throwing stuff at me chris um i was (laughs) i was uh doing some research on it and i like watched a bunch of youtube videos on it and i'm just like dude i i would not be able to play this right now it just looks so yeah so dated Mm -hmm. um and and not in the same way final fantasy 7 does like obviously final fantasy 7 the original looks dated but it's got that like that art style that I feel like is a little bit more timeless. If yeah. you like go back and look at Knights of the Old Republic right now, it just looks like an old 3D game. Western you know? RPGs kind of look like that when they're older. Right. Yeah. Like Japanese mm-hmm. RPGs have more of an art style behind them. Like I, I would say Western RPGs have beautiful art. Like concept artists right. are amazing. Uh, but like yeah. physically, <laughs> when you're actually playing it, it doesn't look as great. Yeah. The nice thing is that you can very easily get your hands on a copy of this. Josh, how can you very easily get your hands on a copy of this? You can go buy that right now digitally on Xbox. And it's got increased resolution, frame rate, and the load times Mm -hmm. are like a second. Like, it's crazy. Just like like Morrowind and like Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Like, if you haven't played Fallout 3 and New Vegas and like, you know, all those like early RPGs, like Oblivion, since release... Those are really good replayed out because all those load screens are just like, like they're just they're yeah. just gone. Like they're, yeah. they're way better to play um, now. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Josh, what's your take on this Kotor remake? Um. Seems like it's pretty. Yeah, legit, I really like I these games. Got the the manual right here for this the second oh, nice. one because it's the better one because Obsidian made it. But um, Whoa! <laughs> it's way better. Whoa! They, they understand characters a lot more than Bioware. Bioware makes good worlds. Oh man. But, uh, Obsidian makes better characters. Like they explored a lot of like morally gray, <laughs> ambiguous kind of stuff in uh, the second game, whereas the first game was more, more like Star Wars, light side, <laughs> dark side. But like, look at that I'm guy. I'm just laughing. Look at Darth. I'm Nihilus. laughing at scary. I'm laughing fuck. at Chris's uh, at Chris's reaction. It's fucking hot. The, the hot takes. They're so the fucking hot. hot. Take. Ah! <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm not educated enough to agree or disagree listen there's a reason that bethesda didn't let obsidian make another fallout game because everyone was like wow that was way better than your fallout game and bethesda was like whoa (laughs) listen 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 anyway nonetheless yeah very excited nonetheless i don't know how they're gonna do that though like you said i don't know how they're gonna remove the 
what Chris yeah. said makes like the most sense. Like that's probably kind of the way they would do it. But like, I don't know. For me, it, 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 it's it's it, it's. I've played these games like like just so many times. These from these are some of my favorite games. For me, it, it would be like hearing. Oh hey, they're remaking Pokemon Red and Blue, and they're not turn based. Like I, I just am like, how would that, how would that <laughs> how work? Would, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but like how would that work? These right. games are based on like D and D rules, and like right. yeah. the, the the dice rolls and, and all this stuff happening like on pen and paper and D and D is happening with you know the systems doing it, but like it, that's all happening. So I don't know right. how that would work, but I'm definitely excited. I'm also wondering like. Are they just going to do a remake a la Republic Commando and Episode 1 Racer, except for that gameplay change? Like, are the graphics going to be changed, too? Is it going to be a complete overhaul, or is it going to be, like, spruced up a little bit, you know? Here's what I know. So, um, I've got my own report here. Um, Embrace Group in Process of Inquiring Aspia Media. And this is what we found out. So... Gamatsu reports that the studio has a major project in development that has a $17 million budget. Uh, Embracer Embracer Group says that this product will be important for the company going forward. And I I think that's the project we're talking about, the $70 million project. I think that's enough money to make a really good-looking KOTOR game. Um, Because THQ Nordic um, knows how to deal with a budget. Like they know how to squeeze every single cent out of something, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So I think this this Star Wars project is gonna, definitely going to be one of them, and mm. I think it would lend itself to an action RPG format. Like, man, like imagine this game being like Jedi Fallen Order or something like that with that kind of quality. I, I still like the original games, but like I would I, I would be excited about having another way to experience it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I would also like maybe you know maybe we'll get three this way. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. remake the first two games and then they sell well and they make you know a third game. People yeah. are wanting a third Kotor game for like twenty years. And yeah. I've heard the the stories of these games is amazing and I'm looking yeah. forward to experiencing um them myself. And if they weren't doing a remake, I would suggest you watch a playthrough. But like since they're doing a remake, I would just wait for it. But yeah, they're 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 really really good games. Yeah. Cool. And I was um, kidding before. The first game's still good. I just the second one doesn't get enough. I love. just thought that was hysterical. <laughs> I do feel that way though. Obsidian just they they just they know how to write characters. Like you know, even yeah. like little tiny interactions <laughs> in the games with them are good. So um, let's move on. Uh, let's take a little break here, and then when we come back, we'll actually answer a couple uh, Kotor related questions that we got. So we will be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. This is the part of the show where we answer your listener questions. Remember, you can always reach us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow, via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com, or every Wednesday we post our Twitter thread asking for questions and comments from our wonderful audience. And we've got a few here. Um, Andrew McMahon writes in, uh, what do you think they'll change and what do you think they'll keep in the KOTOR remake? We already kind of touched on this, but briefly, yeah, I think visuals will be changed substantially. You just, it, you couldn't sell that today. I mean, no, I don't know. With, with remake, was it being called a remake? You just couldn't sell that game right now looking the way it does. If you called it a remaster, maybe. Um, what do I think they'll change? It looks like they're changing the combat. I think they're going to scale of... it too. I think that they'll probably remove some side quests because the original game was like probably like 40 hours. Like if you just did everything. And I don't see that kind of game happening 
if they're going to do a complete visual overhaul. And you know what I mean? They'll probably trim some side right. quests out and maybe yeah. add some different ones. I don't know. Uh, Chris, what do you think? I think you could probably... I haven't played the original, but I think it'd be awesome if like Final Fantasy VII, you could switch characters on the fly and have them do combos with each other. That'd you can do that sick. already, but yeah. You can? Okay. I mean, oh, not, not, not the combo like thing necessarily, but you can switch characters and do different yeah. attacks. Yeah. But maybe they'll expand on it like, like, like you were saying, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, this is really fascinating because I, at the time that this came out, I wasn't huge into Star Wars, but now I am a lot more. So, like, I just feel, like, way more excited about this now than I did, you know, 20 years ago. Um, we also got a question from Scott Ropel here. Uh, say, say what? A KOTOR remake? This is the first time hearing of it. I need it. Who's your favorite Sith Lord? <laughs> Darth Nihilus, right there. Darth really? Nihilus. Yeah, he's got the spooky, scary mask. And his voice sounds like he's got COVID. Like, 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 <laughs> like, it, like, and I say that as someone who, like, you know, I had COVID. Like, it's like that, like, thick, like, it's, it's, it's off-putting because he's not sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, he sounds like he's just, like, something's off. But, like, he's fine. He's not unhealthy. He just, his voice sounds scary. Uh, sorry to be basic, but I have to pick Darth Maul. Uh, no, that's a he's, good he's answer. So Darth Maul's sick. awesome. That double-ended lightsaber, like... The mysterious vibe to him, the I don't know, like that that nostalgia of like watching episode one for the that first was the time worst part of episode one was George Lucas yeah. is like and that cool guy dead yeah whoa yeah. I like cool that's guy. what I was just that's but what he I was survived just say. I, yeah but yeah. Uh, well that's what I was just gonna say I, I I'm also gonna pick Darth Maul but um yeah I I just feel like like okay like Darth Vader obviously is really cool and he's a cool villain and whatever there are a bunch of cool villains but like. Just for in one movie, that's it, and then yeah. that. I mean, I just feel like that the um, the original or sorry, the the prequel trilogy would have been so much stronger for a lot of reasons. If he like was like a lot. thread through the whole thing, but yeah. if he was a thread through the whole thing, I think that'd yeah. be so cool. Anyway, that's this why is I'm turn so. Into that's why I'm so sad. Solo did really badly it's because that. Have you seen it, guys? What is it? It came out a couple of years ago. You can spoil it. Can I spoil it? Okay. Yeah. I think, what, well, what so, I, don't, I don't know. Darth Maul said. I'll, yeah, Chris, go ahead, just say it. Did you want me to say it, Joseph? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. He's going to talk about the ending of Solo. Yeah. Oh, Solo. Solo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, spoilers for Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, skip ahead 30 seconds. Okay, go. Darth Maul appears at the end of Solo. Oh, okay. As another it's, it's badass. He appears as a really hologram, badass. and he's just yeah. like, hey, thanks for doing the thing. We're about to be doing some more How shit. did he survive falling in that pit? Well, he, he into the survived cycle. before that movie, because there's stuff in Clone Wars, like the yeah. cartoon, mm-hmm. or the CGI thing. But this oh. that was his return to, like, you know, the movies. And that would have been incredible, oh. just to see Darth Maul as an antagonist, like a proper antagonist. Yeah. And now we won't get that, because Solo did shit. I hope that they do more stuff with it. I want a Darth Maul series. It's a good movie. Anybody who didn't... Okay, now the spoilers are gone. If you didn't see Solo, you should go watch it, and I'll sell you on it with one sentence. It's a space western heist. It's a good film. With Childish Gambino as Lando. Yeah. Like, go watch the movie. He's the best. Oh, we might see Maul in the Nando series. Oh, Oh, true. True. And then they're doing the Obi-Wan series, too, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, and then we have one more question here. This is from... Number one, Kingdom Hearts fan. Ah, I, threw, I threw you for a loop. I threw you for a loop. Yeah. You thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? All right. Number one, Kingdom Hearts fan says, when, W-E-N, 
will we get Sora in Fortnite? I've been, B-E-N, uh, wanting to get that chicken dinner for... <laughs> God damn it. Get that chicken dinner for a while, W-I-L-E. Um, Turner and Hooch sounds dumb, D-U-M, by the way. Don't want a world based on that. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is fucking crazy. Um, I, so, like, Fortnite is so crazy because... I, I can't believe a uh, Aloy is in it, and I can't mm -hmm. believe Master Chief is in it. So, like, honestly, like, Sora doesn't sound that outlandish, really. Especially um, after adding Lara, Lara Croft, because that's Square Enix, too. Mm-hmm. You know? And, oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Epic Games has a big, big relationship with Disney, you know, with Marvel and Star Wars. I think they right. trust Sora to be in the game. As, I'm surprised that hasn't happened Square. yet, to be honest. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're selling me on this. Yeah. Yeah, and like I can totally see like the the cosmetics, like your back bling is the yeah. keyblade. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and like there are just so many. The gummy ship could be the um glider. I have a question for you, Joseph. Oh. Would you target people that are playing a Sora? <laughs> <laughs> Would you be like, like no, listen, like, listen, like specifically? Yeah, like um, I'm gonna go out of my way to kill that person because they got their <laughs> keyblade. Yeah, I think I would. They got different. Um, he's got different outfits as well that could be in the game. Donald Duck Very. could fly around you just like uh, Baby Yoda did. They wouldn't include or, Donald Duck. Um, oh my god. Oh, by the way, we were playing Fortnite, the three of us, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And at the beginning of it, I was like, do you guys hear that baby? <laughs> and, 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 and Josh was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And Chris was like, no, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, no, 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 you guys, I, there's a baby I was. I thought like one of one of you two had like a baby at your house. I, I we started saying you had a ghost baby in your house. A ghost baby, and then Chris was like, "Wait a minute, I think I hear the baby too." And I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait! If you hear it, I'm like, what the hell is going on?" So, and then Josh was like, "I still don't know what you guys are talking about." So then we're in the middle of a match, and then Chris Chris goes, "Oh, it's Baby Yoda," and I'm like, "Oh," because he's playing as the Mandalorian. God damn it. What a weird game. What a weird story yeah. to, to tell based on a video game. All right, anyway. Um, let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, I don't have a whole lot to report here, um, just because, like I said, I've been up to my neck in Warzone. So, okay, this is actually, like, the biggest update this the game has had. Um, season 3. So, I don't want to get too far into the weeds with this because it's just so nuanced and nitty-gritty. You guys probably don't care. <laughs> Like basically, but um, the biggest thing is that they changed the map, the main map. Uh, it is now Verdansk 84. So there are a number of like little changes here and there. Actually, there are probably thousands of changes. The biggest noticeable ones are that you know certain points of interest uh, are not there. So like Dam isn't there anymore. It's Summit now. Uh, Quarry isn't there anymore. It's a salt mine. There's actually a, a separate mine off to the west side. Uh, there's this new section called Array with this gigantic grid that you can, like, get up on top of. It's really crazy. Um, there's a gondola that goes around. It's, like, really awesome. Um, but I think more importantly than that are the weapon balances that they did. And for the past couple months, pretty much ever since the integration in December, you guys have heard me complain about the weapons in this game and how the attachment stats or the weapon stats themselves uh, in in the game don't reflect what's actually true and so basically all of that was fixed they like fixed everything cool so like all, all of my complaints 
about the weapons have pretty much been fixed. They they adjusted a lot of the overpowered weapons, like the FFAR. They uh not only did they do that, but they actually buffed some of the like B tier, even like C tier weapons to make them like viable now. And they nerfed a lot of the overpowered weapons to bring them down. So now like that B that that weapon that used to be a B tier weapon is now like it hasn't really changed a whole lot, but because the other weapons are now nerfed, they are, like, more attractive, right? So, like, so many changes. Um, I'm actually going to have a meta weapon list out over at VGC, uh, probably around the time this episode is live, so you guys can check that out. And based on what I've seen so far, I have to do a little bit more research. There are, like, pretty much, like, double the amount of weapons on the meta list. Um Previously, I think the list was like seven weapons, and now it's like, yeah, it's like closer to 14. So that just tells you, like, there's just more variety. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm very happy. It seems like the community is very happy with the changes that have been made. So I think that's a positive thing. I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that without getting too far into the weeds of it. But basically, I'm, I'm pleased. So that is, that is all from me. Um, Chris. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about... Atelier Fearis, the Alchemist and the Mysterious Journey DX. <laughs> Hold on, actually, before you get into this DX, is this like a remake or something? Because DX usually implies like a an enhanced version or whatever. Yeah, it comes with all the DLC. Uh, mm. There's a photo mode that was added, and I think there's some oh. like more story to it. But this is part of the new collection that they just released called the Mysterious Trilogy. Uh, that was previously on PS4. So now they've brought them all together oh, okay. um, into one package that's been improved. Uh, I am focusing my review because we received review code of this from Kobe Tikmo, so thank you so much for that. Um, I'm reviewing Atelier Theoris. Um So this is one of the three games that's available. And uh, so far... Oh, I'm... it's like a pack. Yes, it's a pack. It's like a pack. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I see. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And I'm very much enjoying it it's I, i'm I, i'm surprised to be honest like i really liked to tell the riser 2 earlier this year but this one i'm 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 enjoying a bit more actually like it's very relaxing i love just finding items around the fuel to to craft and help and uh make all kinds of different stuff uh i'm improving my synthesis level which gain gives me more recipes to discover and as with more recipes I discover, the more things I can do, like craft new weapons and stuff like that. Uh, so the sense of progression is is there, um, and it's it it's very fun actually. Like I find it very addictive, just because of that uh, game loop. Um, yeah, I I I like the the battle system so far. It's very traditional turn based RPG, <laughs> and it's mm. it's it's a nice change of pace. From the usual action adventure, big open world kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's, and is it's this simple still, so far? Is it still just super anime? It's super like, anime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> it is a shame. Well, well for some yeah, people, like I, I enjoy the overall aesthetic. It's nice. It's not that detailed. It's more like it looks kind of like a PS3 game in a way. That might be a bit unfair, but I do like the the overall art design uh, behind the the graphics is like mm-hmm. makes up for it. It's gorgeous. Um, 
like for example there's like these beautiful like windmills that reflect kind of like the village life of like um, uh, a miller's kind of like area you know where they make bread and right. wheat and all that kind of stuff um story is so so but I, I i'm really enjoying it just because like it's not um a big boss a big enemy is looming over our world and we have to save it you know it's just a girl trying to be an alchemist so she can explore the world <laughs> you know oh, okay. it's, it's a nice, nice change yeah. of pace um and uh, cool yeah there's um english voice acting as japanese voice acting which isn't include isn't in atelier riser 2 so in atelier riser 2 there was only japanese but now we have english for this and uh, i appreciate that honestly because sometimes like in both cases i guess like they're squeaky uh, screechy like that that kind of high pitched of like a girl's voice like a 15 16 year old's voice just kind of gets annoying after a while um but it's slightly better in english in my opinion (laughs) to to handle um but yeah yeah, i'm i'm enjoying the game i'm enjoying the um very calm peaceful kind of nature of it and um, i'm gonna play more of this over the next few weeks chris would i like this game no. <laughs> I love you like, the confidence it, behind that. <laughs> if you like JRPGs and the games of this genre, and you like to tell the Ariser 2 or the, the most recent games of the series, I think you should go back to this one. Um, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Even though it has cool. like a very slow beginning to it. <laughs> like a very, very slow beginning in the cave. Mm. With which is like one of the least interesting kind of locales you can visit, but uh, get through it and uh, yeah, you enjoy the game. <laughs> it's like more. Red Dead Two. If you get through the slow beginning, that's it's worth that's it. exactly it. Yes, yeah. but it it teaches you a lot of good stuff about the game systems, and I think it does a good job. Yeah. Same. I don't. Yeah, same thing. I don't. I don't. I don't have the energy to argue about Red Dead Two right now. So instead, Chris, why don't you tell us about? <laughs> Why don't you tell us about Enslaved Odyssey to the West? Mm. So I'm not going to say too much about it because I was a guest on uh, Digital Days Gaming and we reviewed it there. So it'd be kind of like a bad show to go for the in-depth. But I really, I, I, I liked Enslaved and it had a lot of potential. There's a lot of issues um, with the overall kind of, uh, gameplay mechanics they feel a bit old and it feels a little generic at points um but you could see like the general art style is is stunning like it, it's like a precursor to uh, horizon zero dawn while you're exploring this like post-apocalyptic world you know full of steel and its depiction of new york is very stunning like as like the the fauna and all kinds of greenery have taken over the city. You know, it's, it's a very striking kind of landscape. Um, their voice acting is incredible. Um, it's from the same... So so the lead guy called Monkey, he's played by Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah, who did uh, Gollum um, in the Lord oh, of the Rings yeah. trilogy. And yeah, uh, he does an amazing job alongside um, his... Um, uh, his his partner, I guess, <laughs> in, in in this game. Um, I I don't know her name off the top of my head, but uh, she did an amazing job as well. Uh, but yeah, the combat was interesting. It's like it's developed by Ninja Fairy, the same people who did DMC Devil May Cry, and you can see that kind of like cinematic tone to it. 
to the to the fighting, which is cool. It's a little repetitive with the same kind of enemy types. Um but overall I, I really enjoyed my experience and the ending is a comp- just mind blowing. I, I in we we talk about this at Digital Days Gaming, but we think it's worth playing in twenty twenty one. Cool. Yeah, go yeah that's to one it. um when when you first started talking about it, you said this game had a lot of potential. Yeah. I think that's true. I never again I never played this, but I I think I covered uh mm. a, a list or something of, of like hidden gems or something and I I did a lot of research on this one and it just looked like, oh man, this is something that um could have been really cool, like a new series yeah, or something like that. Yeah. If you decide to play it, get it on PC because um it's 60 frames per second 1080p and it still looks pretty good um like there's a few textures like that look a bit iffy but overall it's quite a beautiful game for its time um cool yeah um all right chris moon raider and then we'll throw it to josh and then we'll call it a day moon raider is uh i'll be very brief because i just started playing this i'm reviewing it for retroware and i got a code for this so thank you is it like tomb raider no, it's nothing like Tomb Raider. So it's like more like Mega Man <laughs> in a way. So it's a two D platform and you're shooting things, you're getting new powers from bosses, and there's this really cool move that lets you dash from place to place. Um, yeah. So like it, it, like continuously dash until your meter runs out, and it's a very cool effect. It kind of reminds me of Sonic in a way with the spin dash, but it's oh no, yeah. Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> but uh, it's <laughs> oh. a bit janky. The controls feel a bit weird. Um, but I do like the two D art style. The chibi. Uh, well, it's not chibi. It's uh, pixel art. Eight bit. Yeah, it's pixel art yeah. style. I, I really. I just picture it. Lara Croft with like an astronaut helmet on, and she's doing the mm-hmm. same exact stuff, but on <laughs> she's the She's raiding the moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's sci fi themed, so you're going. You're actually going to the moon, and it's underground. Right, oh, okay. Yeah, I like beautiful. Sci-fi. Beautiful. Yep um awesome all right chris thank you um i'm sure you'll have more to talk on that next week um josh uh the first thing on your list here is warzone never heard of it what yeah (laughs) tell um, us about i jumped back into this (laughs) it's this game from activision it's from the call of duty universe um Uh, weird (laughs) uh, yeah i jumped back into this in siege because i'm gonna be you know doing more guides and stuff and i thought it'd be easier if i uh was good at it and also, like, I wanted to play this in Siege anyway, but, like, you know, time. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I'm a lot better than I was the other day. The other day, we started playing, you had to teach me the controls and stuff again. Because I hadn't Yeah, it's complicated. But, so yeah, I'm feeling, what... feeling a lot more confident now. Um, I was going to add, like, I don't remember my first time playing Warzone. Like, literally, like, my first time playing it. I, I just don't remember. It's kind of a blur. I have a bad memory, too, so that doesn't help. Um, so as a newcomer, like, what are you thinking when you're playing Warzone? Like, what, like, are you just overwhelmed with the, with, like, all the, like, little systems? Are you just, like, thinking about, like, okay, I just need to, like, follow me because I was kind of leading... Like, yeah, I, I get a little overwhelmed with locations because I think it's harder to figure out. Um, I think it's harder to judge location and where where you need to go. There's not as many visual cues, like as, as someone who's more familiar with like Fortnite and like mm. stuff. Like what I mean is like, um, you know, like the environments are more complicated. Like in Fortnite, yeah. you can kind of look a little bit ahead and you're like, oh, that's that's this area that's this you know what i mean but like warzone it's more realistic so 
it, it's a little more difficult to uh, make uh, quick decisions without having the map oh, memorized, yeah. you know. But as I'm getting more familiar with the maps, like even today when I was playing solo uh, BRs, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I know this area and this is over here. And so that's getting better. But um, that's yeah. kind of my biggest learning curve right now. Um, also, I've been doing fun stuff. Like I put proximity mines up and then I go up the stairs and I just fire my gun really loud. And then people run up the stairs and die. <laughs> and that's funny. And they're always really angry too. Like they're not happy at all. Because they're sitting there like, wow, what an idiot up here shooting their rifle and popping up my radar. And then I watch them just blow up. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I take all their like... money. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. So that's been um... something I've been really into is the so, proximity stare thing. Uh, um, so you have Siege here on your list as well, and Siege and Warzone are actually a, pretty similar. Obviously, they have a lot of differences as well, but they're pretty similar in that um, it's like a little bit more realistic and stuff. Um, you've got your gadgets and things like that. Um, I actually feel very intimidated by Siege. It's um, hard, it, but it's, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It, but yeah, Siege, I just feel like is... Um, I it's don't like know. the next. I, it's like it's like chess, you know. Like it's, but like with with yeah. with uh with you know with with people and weapons. But like it's uh it, it's it's I don't know. It feels more like a like a board game, you know. Right. Whereas Warzone, it, do, it doesn't. I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's a lot different. I don't know. Ways. I I think my biggest thing with with Siege is just that it's a lot slower. Like in Warzone, like mm -hmm. I can zip around that map so fast, man. Zip around and slide and, and, and jump through windows and stuff. And in Siege, I just feel like it's so much slower. I don't know. Is that And you can die so quickly. Say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is, so the, it is a little more meticulous and slower and more kind of strategic. You have to be careful. You have to see every single piece of cover and make sure that you, you, you a bullet won't fly through your head. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Siege then I'm is kinda... cool. I... I, I respect Siege a lot. I'm just terrified of it. Yeah. Anyway. I'm glad fun. Ubisoft yeah. stuck with it, too, because when it came out, it had a kind of a rocky launch, but, like, it, it's, it's, right. it's been in a good spot for Take several years now. fucking notes, Sony. It's yeah. also in uh, Game Pass, too. So oh. if you oh. have Game Pass, you could just I didn't know it. that. Yeah. That's what cool. is Xbox um, Game Pass, Josh? It's just the best deal. We've changed it. It's, <laughs> I Remember? love that. Yeah, me and Joseph, we decided it's just, it's just the yeah. best deal. Because it's, it's so the best deal I can't, in gaming. I just... I can't think of another deal that's as good as Game Pass. It is pretty uh, wild how like like it, it costs less than like Netflix and HBO like yeah and, like it's got two hundred games like that's wild. Right. Uh, and then I'm also um, I also uh, played uh, Pokemon uh, GB two Great Rocket Dan Sanjo. I might be mispronouncing that. If I am, I apologize. Uh, it's it's Pokemon Trading Card Game two, which was a uh, game that was only released in Japan. I did a, an article at uh, Prima Games about it and. Um, I've always really liked that game. That was actually the first game where I learned about um, regional, like, exclusive. I mean, it wasn't meant to be an exclusive. It just didn't come out anywhere else. But, like, when I was right. a kid, that was the first game where I was like, wait a minute, there's another game. And then I figured out, like, oh, there's an English patch. Oh, it's half finished. How do I play this? And that was, of course, a million years ago because I'm old now. But that was the game that kind of, like, introduced me to, like, you know, there's more games than just the games on my shelf and in the store. Like, there's other stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... I uh, I played that, um, and uh, that was that was really fun. Um, and then I also uh, reviewed Tasumachi Behind the Twilight for Retroware. Um, I, I'm always a little, uh, I almost spelled sad, S-A-D, because we spell words that sound like bad, because our dog was always like, oh no, I'm doing something bad. But <laughs> she's in the other room, so I can just say sad. 
Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's it, I'm, not, I'm not happy when I have to review a more indie game and like I can't just be like this game's great. I love this, you know. Like I, I wanna wanna love on the games, especially that are made by like you know a smaller team. This was a game made by one person, which is really impressive. Um, it's got some really cool stuff. Uh, essentially, it's like a retro uh, kind of like a PS2, Xbox, GameCube era platformer, where like. You know, there's not a lot going on. It's mostly just you platforming and collecting. And um, the world and um, gameplay are interesting, but there's not a lot. I wanted them to do more story and lore stuff because it was interesting, but just there wasn't a lot. And then also the the big issue, the big, biggest issue I had with it too was um, at a certain point, they want you to do platforming that is more complex than the game's controls really accommodate for. Um, you know, like you're like, yeah. oh, I need to do this. Why can't I do that? Oh, and then right. after a while, you realize, oh, it's not me. It's it's uh, it's the controls in the game, and that's you know that's yeah. never fun. But yeah, nonetheless, I would recommend like at least um, you know, look into it. It might be something that you have some fun with. It's on Steam. Um, I don't think it's on other platforms yet, but it's 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 neat. Like it's really like I, I'm always really impressed when I, this isn't a bad game. It's just a flawed game. I'll say that. But I'm always impressed when it when one person's able to make a bad game even because like games are hard to make and like the <laughs> fact that they get made at all is a miracle but like when one person's doing oh, it yeah. it's like geez i have trouble oh, yeah. doing the dishes sometimes like you made a game by yourself it's just like what so oh man um, yeah, yeah well it's, said it's neat it's just you know it's got issues so maybe you know yeah. that going into it maybe maybe you'd be able to overlook those a little easier and have fun with the portion of the game if you grab it on sale or something cool thank you Josh. i'm also getting to that point that you're in um where you got you guys are both in where like um before i put what i was what i've been playing on the dock i had to look at what i've written recently because i was like i don't uh, know i haven't been playing stuff for leisure in a, in a while yeah and so i had to like look okay what have i written okay this is what i've been playing yeah 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 oh man that's that's such a weird i like concept it's so mm -hmm. funny and weird yeah um cool all right well that i think wraps us for this episode a little bit shorter than normal um and yeah, I'm gonna go watch Mortal Kombat, uh, pet my cat. Probably at the same time, I'm gonna be wild and maybe pet both of my cats at the same time, if possible. I'm really excited. Um, to, I'm watching Mortal Kombat later too. It's gonna be fucking great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for joining us as uh, as always. Uh, we'll have coverage uh, within the coming weeks for Resident Evil, so you guys can look forward to that. Resident Evil Village. Um, and probably a bunch of other games. I'll keep playing Warzone and let you guys know how how the new season is rolling on that. Chris, where can people find you when you're not on Active Quest? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Penwell Writes. Uh, I have a bunch of written articles on the gamer uh, Retroware and uh, Tech Raptor and uh, Game Daily. I just got my second pitch approved there, so. Uh... You can read my stuff there too. Love to see it. Yeah. Love yeah. to see it. And you can check out Goo Beyond and my Hair Academia podcast <laughs> each and every Wednesday. Vaughn uh, Hyde and I, I don't have the energy for it. Um, Vaughn uh, Hyde and I, um, <laughs> we uh, go through each and every episode of the show uh, talking about like the specific details of each episode. We uh, compare the manga to the anime, and you get super nerdy, and it's very entertaining, yeah, at least in my view. So go check that out there. Go Beyond Pod. You guys can go listen to Go Beyond. Beyond. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, thank you, Chris. Josh, where can people find you when you're not on the show? You can find me on Retroware, uh, Prima Games, um, and uh, Game Per. I'm doing guides and news over there. Um, and you can find me leaving my day job soon. I'm pretty excited. I'm going to have more time. I'm so tired right now. But I'm tired on your... I'm tired myself, and then I'm tired on your behalf. I'm like yeah, tired for it's you. Just, it's a lot, but it's it's a good it's a good a lot. It's a good a lot. But um, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at it's Dirk Jersh. Um, check out my uh, my Pokemon article. I, I put a lot of time into that, like a ridiculous amount of time. I probably spent like honestly like five hours at least looking for. I was trying to find everything I could on its development and yeah. and and stuff because I wanted to get everything. But like it's just one of those examples where. Uh, even on Internet Archive and looking through like dozens of magazines, there's just hardly anything on it because it only came out in Japan. And so that's yeah. that's for the the weird. What's it called? The the Sanjo. Yeah. Pokemon trading card game, too. Yeah. 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 That's so fascinating. Yeah. You always share images of the magazines because that's the only information there is on mm-hmm. it. So yeah. funny. Um, cool. And you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work at Digital Trends. Of course, I'm covering news there now. Um, Games Radar. I've got a bunch of guides for Warzone that you guys can check out there. Um, I will be updating my uh, Warzone primary weapon ranking over at Inverse that you guys can look at. Uh, I will be updating the meta guide I did for VGC for Season 3 now. That'll be out this week that you guys can look forward to. Uh, what else? I guess that's it. I'm tired. Oh, I've got one more <laughs> thing I'm excited about. Um, I have an Xbox, that's all I'll say, article coming out on TechRafter soon. And I'm excited for that. Oh. It's been fun to work on. Okay. I'm not done yet, but it'll be out, you know, soon. Beautiful. So we want to thank everybody for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.